Excuse me, who are you? Mima was a pop star. This is Mima's last performance with Cham. Who desired to become an actress. I really hope that I can entertain you just the same as an actress. But sometimes, aspirations can be deadly. I'm always watching Mima's room! In the world of make-believe. This is when Mima proves herself. The price of fame. Don't worry, Mima, it'll be all right. May not be worth the cost of identity. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to me and our dad watch anime. <laughs> Where nobody cares for you anymore because you're tarnished and filthy. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Yo, yo, yo! Double D's in the house! Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm having some trouble with my, uh... Sort of going into an alter personality. Alter, yeah. <laughs> Disassociative episode. Yeah, I don't know where that came from, man. I feel like I'm I felt like I was a 57-old white rapper. <laughs> Oh my god. Sorry, man. I'll try to hold it together. I think I'm probably disassociating from you as my dad. <laughs> uh, before anybody else cracks up, I wanted to introduce our very special guest. We are here with my brother, Troy. Troy, welcome. How's it going, guys? Good to see you. <laughs> I love it. Take your shirt off. <laughs> and together, we watch Satoshi Kon's psycho thriller, Perfect Blue. But, as you can tell, as we're about to explain, why don't we just get it off our chest, everybody? Dad, Troy, what are we under the influence of? All right. This episode's influence in the form of alcohol is the 2018. It's a layer. It's called Layer Cake. Great. And uh, we're just on to the bourbon barrel age Cabernet, so... Does it, your rap alter ego have anything to say about it? Yo, we're going to pop some bottles or what? <laughs> there we go. There we go. Troy, are you under the influence of anything? Yeah, I'm not a, not a big wine drinker, but I'm trying it out today. Uh, currently drinking uh, some New Belgium Sour IPAs. And, Incredible. And, uh, a specimen. <laughs> Just downing beers before <laughs> noon. Well, I guess it's about 1230. Well, I'm also fucking high as hell. That's how, <laughs> that's how we're going to start this for everybody. Dad. Sounds like a winning combination. <laughs> it usually is. Yeah. Dad, I know you are our, our resident researchman. I know you're on the internet searching stuff about all the various anime babes that we need to learn more about. Dad, why don't you tell us maybe a little about what you found out or just about the reception. What do you think? Well, I find it interesting that this was going to be a live action direct-to-video, but I guess it was an earthquake and uh, damaged the pro uh, production studio. So they changed it to a video animation. And it... Which was a, you know, a great thing. I mean, I with the way that this, uh, what, 2002, they came out a live-action one? It's garbage. Yeah. I Obviously, we didn't watch it, but uh, as far as we know, it's garbage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hearsay. We're hearing it in the grapevine. <laughs> The uh, approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, it's only a 78, not bad though, but uh, 
I always put the emphasis on rotten. I, I, I don't put much stock in the Rotten Tomatoes reviews. Hell yeah. I mean, it said the consensus is perfect blue is overstylized, but its core mystery is always compelling, as are their visual theatrics. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there always seems to be some kind of um, American director that seems to be have some kind of involvement in uh, Satoshi Khan's movies. Everybody's and, uh, on fucking Satoshi yeah, Khan's dick. He's yeah. on Dennis Quaid's dick, and yeah. then Satoshi Khan is <laughs> getting it from everybody else. Yeah. And uh, Darren Aronofsky... Um, noted for the movie Black Swan. And I guess a lot of people think that Black Swan is similar or sort of stole some of the ideas from uh, Perfect Blue. Uh, I don't really see it. And then, of course, there was a uh, scene in Requiem for a Dream <clears throat> that he basically st- straight out stole. He bought and, the rights for the movie. Yes, he does have the rights. So it looks like he has, you know, we might have to uh, kick him off the director uh Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything from our friend Elijah Wood? No. No. <laughs> no. Frodo, I, I looked. Uh, you know, I know Frodo weighed in on Paprika, but yeah. uh, there was no uh, no reviews from Frodo. That's tough. And uh, I'm sort of disappointed because, you know, I was looking forward to his point of view on this one. Yeah. When he comes out with a book of essays on yeah. his film criticism. It might have been it was a little too, you know, sexualized for him. You know, Frodo is, you know... Well, uh, I guess that will maybe get into a different category when we talk about maybe where Elijah Wood might be placed in a movie like this. <laughs> but let's just jump right into the real, the real meat of the criticism. I want to know what the Letterbox worst reviews are. Yes, these are the true fans. Yeah, this is the pulse on the people, yeah. or the, excuse me, the pulse of the people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, jumping right in. One star. Watched by Investigator, which is already, I don't know. They're looking into whatever's going on in this. So July 2020, where in this entire movie is this so-called perfect blue? All I'm seeing is a vibrant red. I would discourage anyone from seeing this film strictly due to false advertising. Fair criticism. That's, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, okay. I know. I, I do have a, a question as to where that title comes from. You know, sometimes you just like to add a little bit more mystery. I guess we have to uh, read the book. Which I guess the probably book not. Was totally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, one yeah. star by Cindy on July 2020. Weeb incel nonsense. Hated every minute. Wow. Hell yeah, Cindy. Coming at him hot. Weeb incel. Yeah, we're going strong at the incel community apparently, and this is you know, let's not try to get doxxed. Two stars. March 2019 by a string of numbers. One three seven one three. Shout out. <laughs> This is just the star is born for people who like to suck toes. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I feel like Lady Gaga oh, might like to get her wow. toes sucked, so I, this might be for her. Two and a half stars by Mayo E. K. on September 2020. Do not watch this movie if, if you have a mental illness. Also fair. Yeah. <laughs> Two and a half stars. I'm Elijah. already suffering from it, as you know. Every once in a while, my alter ego comes out. Incredible. Double D's. <laughs> Double D's. All right, Eliza, August 2020, two and a half stars. Uh, really graphic, really confusing, not as cool as End of Evangelion. That's fair. That is the most important review I've ever read in my life. Moving on. Three uh, stars. Wait a minute, what's even... Evangelion? Another anime? Oh, okay. Dad? <laughs> yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, Drew watched 
uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion and uh, changed my life. Changed his life. Literally woke up one day a new person. Yeah, I so. grew I grew anime bangs and I started wearing Converse <laughs> and a white button up schoolboy shirt. I'm a Shinji Akari of myself. Wow, is that when it happened? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that one day, Dad. I swear that will be one of our episodes. Yeah. All right. I, I don't think I need to hear any more of your uh, youth, but that's okay. all right. I'll Even though I, I experienced it all, I was there. But yeah. Well, you were there for everything. Yeah. <laughs> Three stars by Caped Lawyer on September 2020. <laughs> Never trust a bitch whose eyes are five feet apart. Fuck Ruby, dude. Yeah. Fuck Ruby, all 2020. Yeah. I think the first thing we noticed in this movie was how wide or how far apart her eyes were. She looked like a frog. <laughs> it was, yeah, she got the Miyazaki Frog Face Award, the jump. Oh. From the jump. All right, yeah. three what? stars, Boof-chan on October 2020. I've seen hentai, and this is pretty oh. underwhelming if you're looking for that kind of thing. <laughs> Once I watched it as an actual movie, though, it was pretty good. <laughs> That's funny. And then we have just two more. We're just going to show some love for Marie on December 2019. Four and a half stars. The best letterbox we've had so far. Darren Aronofsky, retire, bitch. (laughs) And let's end it with a half star by Grace on January January 2020. And that's a T, sis. Dad, I want to know, where are you shining the spotlight on this movie? Um, I like the ending. The ending? Yeah. So you actually, from what you were telling me, there's a difference between the Japanese ending and the American dub ending. Is that correct? Yeah, when uh, Mima says, I'm real, I guess in the American version, they use her voice. Mm-hmm. But in the Japanese one, when she says that, they use Rumi's voice. Mm-hmm. So. Which I think they should have kept it like that. Yeah. That seems like the yeah. best spin on the end of that movie. It's yeah. like, all right, everything's open now. Troy, did you have anything that kind of stuck out to you? Oh, uh, man. Quite honestly, it lost me around the one-hour mark. And, and uh, watching it now for the third time, once you go back, it just you start to question it even more if you see all the endless opportunities. So I think uh, the scene where uh, Rumi was chasing around with the, with the uh, screwdriver or knife, yeah, that was the biggest. Hit him with an me. umbrella, yeah, with <laughs> a kidney. That, I'm not surprised. I can't believe they didn't die from that. Yeah. That's a full fucking yeah. thing, right on the end of it. Their- yeah, there's not too many movies where an umbrella was used in a, you know, in a death move. Which it's underrated. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's an unintentional lesson. I did get. A, I also got a little emotional when the uh, the fish looked like they were dead in the fish tank because looked. Well, they, I don't think they really ever died. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're getting deep into the fish yeah. conspiracy. But, you know, I can remember as a child having, you know, fish, and uh, it was sort of traumatizing, you know, had to go through the whole thing, pulling... No, as a mom, as <laughs> no, a you're child. Just, no, we were like, yeah. traumatizing. Yeah. You'd have to scoop the thing out with the little net and then flush it down the toilet, and it, you know... I mean, there's it's no emotional for, for me like a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What? yeah. Well, me and Drew never had fish. Yeah. Yeah. I just played with the th- stuff in my other bowl. Well, I didn't want to traumatize you guys. I knew that it might, you know. Oh, we did have a. Do we have a hamster? Oh yeah. We can't. <laughs> we can't be talking about spot. I'm oh, not sorry. ready to cry like that. Okay. We already talked about my dog skip. Yeah. Was yeah. there any sort of takeaway, unintentional lesson that you took from this movie, Dad? Yeah. Um, and I'm uh, bringing up the uh, the girl group TLC. Oh. Don't cho- go chasing waterfalls. St- stick around to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. Yeah, don't go cho- chasing waterfalls, my guy. 
<laughs> that's that's tough. There was a lot of don'ts in this movie for me. Troy, was there? What, what was your kind of lesson you took away from this? Ah, uh, I mean, was there I, a moral center? I don't you? know if it, yeah, I don't know if it changed me at all. If I really learned anything from it, but it kind of put a perspective on uh, the uh, Bella Thorns and Jake Pauls of, of of the modern world. Yeah, the influencers, the Disney, the Disney pop stars that turn into you know. Whatever. There might be always somebody trying to look at you through your window. That's what you're saying. It's crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I had a few. I also felt like maybe this movie did change me, or maybe this movie kind of reaffirmed what I already thought about the internet. But this is just kind of a personal lesson that I, I've always stuck with. <laughs> Don't show Bush right away. <laughs> There's no. It's not necessary. It's really not. You could leak your own nudes, and you don't have to get like a lot of pubic hair involved. But if you're into that, whatever. Also, don't read fanfic blogs, especially if they're about yourself. I understand that Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson used to have a very close friendship, but all the people on the internet who used to write about them having this gay relationship where they're like butt-fucking each other <laughs> is ruined their friendship. Don't read the fanfic blogs. Oh, also, man. don't go on the internet at all. Going on the internet is only going to help you have some sort of breakdown. In this day and age, yes, I would agree. Yeah, stay that, <laughs> stay the hell away. Yep. Obviously, it holds true in uh, 1997 also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> It started right there, man. It was just like, pff, 90s, forget it. Yeah. Don't go on the internet. And here we are, 2020. We're all depraved on the internet. Yeah. And we love it. Well, I hope you guys were paying attention. I hope you guys have done your research because we're about to get into the real sort of the dense core of this podcast. All right. We're going to start out with three lies and a truth. To explain this game to Troy and any possible new listeners, I conjure three lies. I do my kind of sort of background research on the movie. I find various bits of information. I weave various lies and stories. But there is one truth. So, Troy and Dad. Yes. For first entry, Satoshi Khan. Known to draw inspiration from a number of real and fictional sources, took inspiration from his own life when creating the website Mima's Room. Kon, a well-known at the time blogger, first gained recognition for his work online after posting his artwork and receiving an overwhelming response by fans. This recognition would eventually lead to Kon receiving funding for his debut Perfect Blue. The second entry, another example of Satoshi Kon drawing from real life is the character Yuchida, or Mamania, who was modeled after Tutsomu Miyazaki, a Japanese serial killer, cannibal, child rapist, and necrophile who murdered four young girls in Tokyo and the Satama Prefecture between August 1988 and June 1989. The third entry is Kon, never shy about his likes, dislikes, and influences, is known to incorporate homages to other artists in his films. The last example being Khan's allusion to Akira Kurosawa in the movie Paprika. This trend began in Perfect Blue with Khan's inclusion of Big Body, a pizza box during the infamous stabbing scene, a reference to Susumu Hirasawa and the electronic band P-Model. And the final entry, although Satoshi Khan received his fair share of criticism for his use of Mima's rape scene in Perfect Blue, the director, in a 2007 interview with Ann America for the film's 20th anniversary, said he believed American audiences largely misunderstood his motives, and due to the infantilization of fi uh, film criticism and the incessant sexualization of the young female body, 
average viewers lack the ability to tell the difference between the artful inclusion and what has been called gratuitous. So that's a lot to take in. But we have to just jump right in. Dad, I'll let you pick the first one, and Troy, you can, you know, let me know as well. We can try to... I don't believe the... Uh... The Japanese serial killer, cannibal, child rapist, necrophile. Yeah. That that's an extreme dude. Okay. Okay. That is a real person. Oh. That's a real thing that happened. <laughs> and so what we the, know it's not number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you pick the right one, I'll tell you it's not. I know it's. But I want you to pick the next one. So what do you think is uh, maybe another lie? Another lie. Or if you want to go for the slam dunk, you can pick the truth. There's only one truth. Okay, yeah. I'll do. I'll do another lie. Okay. I don't, don't want to go all in. I think uh, <laughs> ready for it. I think the first one, uh-huh. drawing inspiration from his own life with with his uh his room blog is, is gonna be a lie as well. It's a lie. Okay, okay. That is both correct for you guys. So yes. I guess we just have one more guess. If you guys want to sort of collaborate on this or if you think it's the same thing, I wanna know. What do you think is the truth and what do you think is the lie? Dad, I gotta say I think number four is gonna be the, the, the true uh the true comment here about the uh, sexualization of the female body in America's culture. So, no, I think it's the uh, the big body. Okay, big, we're going yeah. with the split vote. Yeah, are we locking it in? Yeah. Yep. Troy, you are incorrect. Damn it, <laughs> Dad! Big body coming from the top rope, slamming it with a big Hell yes! Double D from the top rope. I felt I felt good about that. Yeah, yeah, well, that was I, a good I tried one. to bait you guys yeah. with that pretty hard. Drew uh, comes up with some. Uh, I'm a spinster for yeah, sure. I'm he, a spinster of myself. He fooled me last week. <laughs> I'm always trying to pull the wool over yeah. you guys' eyes. All right, hey, this is where we're really seeing what you guys were picking up from the movie. This isn't just what you kind of did your research on. This hmm. is eye test. So, were you paying attention <sighs> at the very beginning of the film? Powertron defeats the villain Kingberg. After his escape, the trio promises to uphold the peace of what? Is it A, the world, B, the network, C, the country, or D, the nexus? Dad, what do you think it is? I'm going to say the nexus. The nexus? Troy? I'm going to say the nexus as well. You guys are incorrect. It was the network. Oh, shit. I put nexus in. I knew it. It's just a synonym of network. Yeah, I knew it. Okay, moving right on. In Mima's first scene on Double Bind, set behind Rumi on a bench, is a famous American soft drink. What is it? Is it A, Coca-Cola, B, Pepsi, C, Diet Coke, or D, Dr. Pepper? I have Dr. Peppers, but it's the, <laughs> it stays the same. I think it's Pepsi. Think it's Pepsi? Yeah. No, okay. I think it's Coca-Cola. All right, we're gonna get a we're gonna get one point for Dad. And zero so far for Troy. We have a couple more questions. We always talk about shooting percentage here. We, we're going to hit 50%. I believe it. All right. When Mima receives a fan letter with a link to Mima's room, what is the address on that link? Is it A, idlenet.co.jp? And I'm not going to just say code.jp every time because yeah. I'm going to fuck that up. Uh, Angelnet, Starnet, or CelebrityNet? A, B, C, D. I think it was B, Angelnet. AngelNet. I think it was StarNet. It was AngelNet. Damn! <laughs> You're really hitting all of these. Uh, yeah. You got it. I pay attention. All right. Since May 7th, 1996, 
How many people have visited Mima's room? Is it A, 15,478, B, 14,203, C, 12,069, or uh, D, 13,756? Oof, I have no idea. No idea. I'm going to say pure guess, 13. 13? 7, 5, 6, yeah. What do you think, Troy? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the 14. 14? Yep. It's 12,069. Satoshi Khan. Big fan of the 69 joke. Yeah. <laughs> he put it in all his movies. Not too many people know about that. All right. In Mima's room, there is a poster of Chum's... Or Chum. Chum Chum's new single. Chum? Yeah. <laughs> the Chum Bucket. <laughs> when did that single come out? Was it A, November 19th, B, October 5th, C, July 16th, or D, October 10th? Hmm. I'm going to say August 10th. No idea, though. Complete guess. I'm going to say July 16th. July 16th. It was 11-12, November 19th. Oh, damn. We're, we're, we're hitting a cold streak. Uh, you guys yeah. have just missed two threes. The coach is giving you the eye. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we got two more questions. We have to be able to redeem Wait, ourselves. wait. Call timeout. Oh, my God. Yeah, wine break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Woo! Over the radio, after his murder, it was announced that Shibuya, the stab screenwriter, had won the new writer's prize. What year did he win the prize? Was it 1988, 1992, 1995, or 1990? Well, the film came out in 97, so I'm going to say he was making it in 1995, so that's where I'm going. Yeah, I honestly want to say 95 too, but just for competitive sake, I'm going to say 92. Well, you were right to pick something different, but it wasn't the right one. It was 1990. Shibuya coming in kind of in a low streak, hitting double by. Nobody really gives a shit about his career anymore, which is fair. He, <laughs> he died like a dog in the elevator. All right. <laughs> when Mima returns to her apartment after her traumatic scene, she finds a majority of her tetra fish have died, leaving only two remaining. How many fish were there in total? Is it A, 11, B, 12, C, 10, or D, 14? This is the last question, you guys. If you're don't make this one. The coach is pulling you out. It's over. Damn, I thought they were all dead. Um, I'm going <laughs> to say 10. Yeah, I'm going to say 11. 11 is the right answer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, perfect. I, I just needed to give you that, that coach <laughs> roll. I was just like, yeah, son. Oh, man. All right, all right. Well, I mean, that's it. I, I guess we we. I mean, what did I do? Go 0 for 4? I mean, 0 for 5 from the foul line? Yeah. <laughs> the first two, I think. You I, had I a, missed all of them. You had a Shaq-esque performance yeah. from the free throw line. It was pretty, oh, it was man. tough. I choked. I, th I think you probably did better than we're giving you credit for. <laughs> we actually have a, a brand new category that we're incorporating this week. I just wanted to spring this on you. Uh, it's called Would You Rather? And it's based upon, you know, the childhood game, but we're always going to put it in this sort of movie world. So this week we are doing Would You Rather for Perfect, Perfect Blue. First question. Dad, Troy, would you rather be in a J-pop, K-pop supergroup or be a regular working TV actor? There's no right answer. <laughs> this is all yeah. just... Yeah, I would 100% choose a, a working TV actor. I don't... You don't want to be standover? No, I don't. I feel you like don't want a, the army for you, my guy? Like, I think it's like 16-year-old girls, like, even younger. Yeah. 
But those people can mobilize. They've they're they're gonna swing the election. <laughs> you, said, <laughs> you said the BTS. They've already taken over TikTok. Yeah. yeah, they're coming for it. Oh, uh, man, I gotta say, TV actor. This is a little bit more calm, nicer career path. I feel like. Yeah, that's I'm a gonna, wholesome answer. I'm gonna go with <clears throat> J-pop. Hell yeah, you yeah. and yeah, Double D's is taking it to the yeah. Japan touring oh, yeah. stream. Japan, come on, we've been there. So yeah, well, I, I could enjoy. I I don't know about you know South Korea, but. Hey, J-pop. J-pop is, we could just go right to Tokyo. You can yeah. put on your shiny little outfit, yeah. show off your double Ds. I love it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> show off your double Ds. <laughs> this might be a, a, an easier one for maybe Dad, who's had experience with it, but would you guys rather use Netscape Navigator on a Macintosh Performa for the rest of your life, so an old-ass operating system, old-ass computer, as your only access to the internet, or never use the internet ever again? I don't think Netscape Navigator would work on the internet right now, but yeah, I'd give up the internet. Who gives a crap? Hell yeah. Oh, man, I was going to ask you, how long do you think it takes to just load up a Google Chrome page on that? Yeah. It wouldn't Google load. Chrome, it was it not <laughs> Uh, I would have to. You, you got to have some sort of access to the internet, man. That yeah. changes a lot. Even if that. I have to read my Pornhub as a as a fucking <laughs> code, I, I would rather as do a it. magazine. No. Yeah, hell no. I'm not fucking having those papers around, dude. Those things are dirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this kind of goes right into the next one. Uh, would you rather be an otaku hikimorist, who is just somebody who never leaves their room, you know, is obsessed with uh, anime, manga, all the worst stereotypes? Or uh, obsessed with a single celebrity, so you're just like Mamania, or a celebrity who is losing their mind because of fame. How obsessed are we talking? Are we talking the rest of your life? We're talking like Mamania, like you're like obsessed with them. Yeah, you got. I got to be the celebrity losing their mind. So you yeah. just want eventually, kind of, you'll, eventually you'll yeah. fall out of fame. Maybe maybe get that that sense of normalcy back. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want to be, uh... I don't want to be some obsessed, you know, sitting yeah. in the freaking basement, you know. Your what about that drive? Reaching. You're just, just, like, so driven. You <laughs> Driven for someone who doesn't know anything about you, like, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. One day, me and Taylor Swift are going to work. <laughs> they, always turn, they always turn into a killer or something like that. Yeah. Know? And then next yep. thing you know, you're spending the rest of your life in jail. So, yeah. you know. Well, at least you could say you slept in their bed. The celebrity <laughs> loses... I mean, the celebrity... <laughs> Okay, we're getting to do the really short one. <laughs> I know you're reading these. Would you rather this. have eyes that are too far apart like Ruby's or one big fucked up eye like Mamadia's? <laughs> I hate Ruby, so I, I have to be Mamadia, man. You just wear eye. an eye patch? You can wear yeah. an eye patch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. His eye was ugly, but damn, she looked super weird. The yeah. thing is, is you never got to see the other eye. I mean, that could have even been... Well, it got stabbed out is the only time you really get to see yeah. it. You get to see the blood fucking uh, gushing yeah. out. But it could have been more hideous than the other one. <laughs> yeah, that one it was could have been really further bad. apart. I mean, he, 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 obviously, he obviously did the comb over that one, you know. You yeah. didn't want to see. <laughs> that was a little water seat yeah. eye. It's just yeah. this little baby seat. Like, yeah. Yeah. Out from you. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys, would you rather uh, <laughs> die by an ice picking to the crotch? Oh. Like, <laughs> like Murano? Or... Uh, Get you your eyes stabbed out. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or would you rather get your eyes stabbed out in an elevator shaft? So either you die. In <laughs> you die no in the right elevator. <laughs> well, one, one, yeah. one, you gets to live. One I you always, get to live. I always fear the the eye jab, man. I I just hate the I thought know. of freaking taking an ice pick to the eye or something yeah. like that. That's always. 
it's a, one of those like the worst. The, I mean, they do it in movies all the time. The yeah. ice pick is a visceral weapon. Yeah. You see that coming at you, you're ducking the yeah. fuck out of there. Or you even just see that in the room. It's like, well, mm, I don't want to be near this ice pick. Well, I think we have our last would you rather. Would you rather be stalked by Mimania or show your full dick, balls, and bush on print and the internet in the most unflattering way possible? And I had a few examples. Oh, Shriveled brainy sack, a short, jagged penis, oh, or man. metal woolly pubes. <laughs> Not even or. It's all of those things. It looks disgusting. And everybody is going to see it for the rest of their lives because it's going to be on the internet. They look you up on Facebook. It's the second link down. Uh, I'm going to 100% choose uh, be stalked. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no chance that goes print. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my no, God. Yeah, that, that's that's an easy one. Yeah, you're not going to show your dick and balls in the worst possible no. way. No. I think I, I think I could take down Mimenia or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My yeah. sweet David are in. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming at you with a knife. <laughs> Well, I guess we know kind of where Mamania is, dead in a ditch somewhere. But we're playing the Ghibli uh, all-grown-up game now. Where do we see, you know, Mima going? Where do we see maybe a potential sequel coming into play? Did you put any thought into this, Dad? Yeah, a little bit. I'm thinking she's got a lost twin sister. Like, the mother had to give up one of the kids. And uh, she's, like, living out in some remote area. Being probably molested by oh my god stepdads yeah <laughs> no. Jesus oh yeah this, it, it's always it's gonna be dark it's oh gonna be very god, dark yeah. yeah yeah that's tough and uh, she basically uh, ends up killing her uh, you know crazed molesting stepfather and okay. then finds out that she has this twin sister that has made it big as a pop star and she you know feels cheated so she decides to go and uh, come back. And um, she frees Rumi from the mental institute. <laughs> they team up together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, they plot to take over her life, you know. And then she's going to, you know, basically because she's her twin sister. You know, I can see that working because then Rumi would turn on her. Yeah. Because she's like, well, I'm the real fucking yeah. Mima. Yeah. But you want to just steal her life. Because Rumi's going to be all confused. She's going to think like the real me. Yeah. I mean, wow. she came back and. With the movie is so much doubling, adding a third mirror would just oh, yeah. fucking turn it up. Troy, is there anything that you maybe see these characters moving on for? Oh, man. It's okay. You, I, I don't this want to is, put you on the spot. No, no, no. This is, this is where I see a sequel going uh-huh. to make it in America. Mima would have to move to Los Angeles okay. to pursue a career, a career in acting. Uh-huh. Probably will fail. Like a good majority of the actors that move out there do, and... Uh, Turned to a sex slave. Oh my god! <laughs> Not even a porn star. A sex slave. Sex slave to uh, to you, who? To to fund her uh, drug addiction. Oh my god! <laughs> it just kind of t- ties back into uh, Requiem for a Dream and oh, <laughs> oh. brings it full circle. <laughs> so Darren Aronofsky and Satoshi can't have a baby. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get it now. She yeah. gets the double-ended yep, dildo the double. at the end of the movie. The it's her and Jennifer Connelly <laughs> fucking oh. animation. Uh, it's in sweet H. <laughs> That's so crazy. I was really kind of out on that, and then you pulled me back into the Darren Aronofsky. There's like, wow, I can't believe this. Yeah, good one, man. I was worried. I was like, I love how you brought brought that full circle. That was good. We're walking a very tight rope at this moment, and I'm not going to make it any better. I think Mima's going to have another disassociative episode. I don't think she's just going to skirt out of this one. It's probably going to be a recurring problem. In the next, what, 24 years, if we're getting right into 2020, she's going to be 45, 45, 46, maybe? 
She's de- desperate. <laughs> desperate on the internet. Okay. She's on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, <laughs> but all of them are different sort of personalities. One, she's like much more political. Her Instagram is just like a lot of bathing suits. TikTok, she's doing all the dances. <laughs> Things start to get weird. She starts to lose track of what's going on. She posts shit on the wrong pages. She leaks her own n- nudes on purpose. <laughs> on Instagram and why TikTok. Is, why is this Amanda Bynes? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking tough. Leave Amanda out of this. She's a, she's a star. Alright. She gets banned from Instagram, TikTok, and the only thing she has left is Twitter. Where she joins the fucking horde of just awful people. <laughs> just attacking people by night. Becoming the, the worst possible version of herself. But her friends see that she's spiraling out. Chom Cham is having a fucking renaissance with their podcast. They bring Mima on. She just goes full Elon Musk. Just crazy. Just smoking pot. <laughs> fucking saying crazy shit. And uh, yeah. she. Oh yeah. I forgot the other important thing. She has to move into Howl's Moving Hype House. That's one of her. Uh, this, yeah, this. Uh, a callback to our... Moving Hype House. <laughs> <laughs> a callback to our other episode yeah. of Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, she has to start hooking up with Howl and he ruins it. <laughs> she's getting older. She's, she's going to do a reality show. Well, she's almost 50 years old. Howl likes older women. He's probably just going to hump and dump this, this sad, talented girl. But then she has to go out into the cabin with Bert... Krasinski Stan or whatever his fucking name is. Kreishner. Yeah, Kreishner and get her shit back together. And that's the whole movie. It Damn. ties back into the Netflix. Wow. Movie. That was great. Thank you. I'm glad I was able to spin that tale. I have a, a spec script if anyone wants to read it online. I'll, I'll put it on my Tumblr. <laughs> this next section. <laughs> well, thank you for introducing it. It's put them on the rush bar. We are trying to... Put this movie into a grander perspective. We look at not just animation movies. We talk about live action. We talk about, you know, just the random shit that goes on in our head. But we're still trying to get four faces up on that big wall on the the Dakota region. I don't really know where it is. (laughs) So, the best, worst voices. Does Mamania beat out Napoleon Dynamite, Ruby Rod from The Fifth Element... Pee Wee Herman's Pee Wee Herman, uh, or Jar Jar Pee Herman, yeah, <laughs> Pee Pee Hermie, or Jar Jar Binks. And then I had uh, a couple of honorable mentions. It was Whitey from Eight Crazy Nights, Scrappy Doo, or uh, Iago from Aladdin. And you, with this category, Troy, you can pick. If you don't actually think that my top four are the best, you can move around anything. You can do, introduce your own. But most importantly, you have to consider: Does Mamania? Or the person of the, the, the subject mm-hmm. get on there. I think Jar Jar Binks basically is center. Center? Oh, you yeah. think he's top? He's, he's huge, yeah. That's got to be some of the worst. I don't think you're wrong. And I'll get to my Star Wars <laughs> gripes later. What the later. heck is Whitey Eight Crazy yeah. Nights? You've never watched Eight Crazy Nights? No. <laughs> I, I don't recognize I don't re- recognize some of the names, but I will say the first time hearing Mamania's voice. And I think it's a travesty to put Scrappy Doo on there. Scrappy <laughs> Doo is a bitch. Scrappy, come on. Scrappy Doo could suck my dick, dude. That dog. Scooby Doo is like legendary when I was a child, and but then Scrappy, Scrappy was ass. Uh, Everyone no. treated him like ass. But it's just his voice, though, mm. right? It's just his. Voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have like a yeah. more more annoying, weird voice or worse voice than those top four? I didn't have a problem with Scrappy. What? Here's the stop thing. being a Scrappy apologist. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. All right, Mamania looked like a big scary dude, and the thing with anime. 
or animation in general is you can create any look you want. Yeah. And so the fact that they gave this like six foot five, really just Grimy. gross, grotesque looking dude. A really high-pitched voice killed it for me. He, yeah. he hits number one on this list. Wow. That's an upset alert. Who are you yeah. going to take off, though? Who are you just going to strip? I guess you could do one you didn't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't know Whitey, and I also don't know uh, Ruby Rod. Yeah. Let's but... throw him out. It's just Chris Tucker's voice. Let's do it. You know what the funny thing is? I wanted to name this category Scary Fights with a Little Bitch Voice, but I couldn't find enough examples <laughs> <laughs> to make it work. So I had to go with that. We have a, a second entry here. It's best what the fuck just happened movies. Does Perfect Blue beat out 2001's A Space Odyssey, Donnie Darko, The Lighthouse, or I'm Thinking of Ending Things? And this is a very subjective list and I have a lot of honorable mentions and stay off my at. I don't fucking care. <laughs> honorable mentions. Any David Lynch movie. Pie by Darren Aronofsky. The Butterfly Effect. Pink Floyd's The Wall. Midsommar. Primer by Shane Carruth. Cloud Atlas, Being John Malkovich, Walking Life by Richard Linklater, and Jacob La uh, Jacob's Ladder. Does Perfect Blue unseat any of these movies? What What would you describe as the what the fuck just happened? Well, if you're looking, moment? well, I mean, if we're just bringing up something like 2001's A Space Odyssey, at the end of the movie, the I believe, I mean, I don't even know if this is the right answer, but the main character is reborn as a super baby. Mm. Who is yeah. like the creator of the universe or something? It's like a, it's technically almost something like a Gynax ending. Gosh, I, I hate to do it. I'm gonna have to give a really basic answer here, but I think uh, I don't, I'm surprised Inception's on this list. Inception? I, I guess you. Okay. It had Make a really just confusing sort of tried to describe a fourth dimension to me in like 10 minutes kind of that really messed me up the rest of these movies i can't even give you an honest answer on i started i'm thinking of ending things and and, and made it past like 10 minutes and got distracted so yeah. i gotta pass on this i don't even know okay. i actually think you gotta move mid uh midsummer whatever Midsommar. Sommar, oh, yeah yeah that movie's messed up yeah actually that's a great answer yeah. <laughs> that's a great answer and being john malkovich I, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, listen, listen, my, my compilation no, process. The, the space, uh, 2001 Space Odyssey, yeah, definitely. That's uh -huh. always been, you know, that, that was an early on, like, what Mind the hell fun. did I just watch? Yeah. Uh, Perfect Blue, actually, I don't know if I'm putting them on the list, but there, it's close. It's in the honorable mentions, at least. Yeah. It has to get in the pool. I'm thinking of ending things. I don't even know that movie. You gotta watch that movie. Now, The Lighthouse, that was fucking that, weird. Yeah, that was very weird. Robert Pattinson coming in yeah, strong. Yeah. David well, Lynch movies also. Yeah. Uh, Blue Velvet. Love Blue Velvet. Oh, man. That was a messed up movie. You ever see that? Mm -mm, no, yeah. I've never. You got to dip into a little David uh, Lynch. Smoke a, smoke a Jeep. <laughs> just sit on your couch and let the fucking Dream I Master to, come man. at you. I, I know a lot of these movies are great. I just... Who is the actor in in Blue Velvet? The guy that you know he was sucking the nitro or whatever. Oh, and then, Thomas Hopper. No, Dennis Hopper. Dennis yeah. Hopper. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's sitting there going, oh, "Baby wants to fuck." Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Dennis Hopper should have been Mamania. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, this is really sort of. Maybe we have to bring back Dennis Hopper. Maybe in a CGI effect. <laughs> is he dead? <laughs> I don't think he's dead though. Yeah, we need a better. We need a better version. Uh, of Best? Well, if he does, he's he's up for the part. <laughs> Hopefully. Best worst genital mutilations on film. This Ooh. is mostly talking about Murano's ice pick to the dick. Does it beat out... And there, I, if you haven't seen these, I've described these a little bit, and I'll describe them more. 
And the Antichrist movie with Willem Dafoe and I can't remember her name. But she takes a cinder block, smashes his balls, and then jerks him off. Yeah. That's in a movie as a Lars Van Troymer. The Exorcist let Jesus fuck you where she's stabbing herself in the vagina with a cross. In the Sin City movie, Bruce Willis grabs whoever the yellow bastard is. I don't know who it is. He is the actor. Rips his fucking dick and balls off. And, or the Hateful Eight when Sam Jackson gets the surprise nut shot and is screaming around the room. I have a couple of honorable mentions. The Casino Royal, uh, Royale Dick Whip with uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, the Pulp Fiction Marcellus Wallace shotgun to the nuts to get, essentially get his revenge. Green Goblin dying by his own glider to the nuts. <laughs> uh, Battle Royale Takeko knifing Kazushi in the groin twice. Or Robocop Magnum dick shot. And then I guess all of the Pain Olympics. Hmm. I don't know. They they kind of snuck this one in there. It wasn't. Uh, it it wasn't, wasn't super noticeable. They kind of quickly got him in the eye, got him in the dick, and then dipped. Yeah, man. I've seen one one man and one ice pick that ruined it for me <laughs> for films. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I talked about uh, no, two no. kids one sandbox on one. Oh no, no, no! Have you seen uh, Don't Fuck with Cats? Yeah. Oh, that yeah, guy. Yeah, that that yeah, video yeah. is called One Man One Ice Pick. That's fucked up. And it is just terrible. It's. Is this another one of those? Things you don't want to see on the internet that will scare you for life. Yeah, the gore. Well, it's videos. not like a gross sex thing. Like ah. two kids, one sandbox is a gross sex thing. Like yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not. You it's, saw Don't Fuck with Cats. That has it. Oh yeah. That oh. guy. You stabbed him with a no, nice no. Pit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Well, speaking of psychos or people who have lost their mind, uh, best split personalities in film. Don't fucking criticize me for using this almost twice now. Alter ego was the one last weekend. You know, I I'm I'm drawing I'm drawing straws at this point. Does Mima in Mimarin's Delusion beat out Gollum and Smeagol, James McAvoy in Split, who is like what twenty people? I can't really remember. Natalie Portman in Black Swan or Norman Bates in Psycho. And I have a few honorable mentions. One is Leonardo DiCaprio in Shutter Island, Jim Carrey in My uh, Me Myself and Irene, and Sally Field in Sybil, and then Doctor uh, Doctor Jackal and Mister Hyde in the various forms that he's come in. Malkovich was one of them. Yeah, that's pretty hard to crack that list. Yeah. Um, Golem and, and Schmeagel. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Glad you put that as number one. It has <laughs> to be. You, I mean, I feel like I have my own Golem all the time. <laughs> it's whenever I get on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, most anticlimactic deaths. Does Mamania's death, his fucking off-screen eye-stabbing in his little knockout, uh, beat out Boba Fett in Star Wars Episode Six, going into the, the pit, uh, the swordsman being just shot in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, Llewellyn Moss's off-screen killing in No Country Old Men, or Bane in the Dark Knight series. And I have actually a couple of uh, repeated honorable mentions in the sense that they're coming from the same sort of people in movies. Uh, Obi-Wan, Count Dooku, Darth Maul, Star Wars movies always fucking do this. They always kill their characters off in a stupid way. Uh, and then Vincent Vega and Bill from Kill Bill as the two Tarantino. Tarantino also loves just anticlimactic deaths. But does Mamania's death beat out our top four? Hmm. I don't know, Dad. What do you think? No. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you don't even really see his death. Yeah. Well, oh, that's, that's the, that's that's the, the thing. Yeah, that's, it's anticlimactic. I mean, well, that's... I get it, but I mean, it's just... 
it's a non-event. I'll say this: I have seen rumors floating on the internet that Boba Fett is not dead. Wow, <laughs> and he's coming back because you never actually see him die. He just gets sucked in that little sand pit. You think that. he's coming for baby? Is he, uh, he going to be on the Mandalorian? I hope. Bo- Boba I Fett. I, I think that's way before. Oh, time. so Boba Fett sort of like you he might know. be old man Boba Fett. Yeah. That'd be cool. Well, the Mandalorian, I thought, takes place before everything, before Jedi's were even known. I've never even watched that shit, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> well, wait a minute. Doesn't uh, the Mandalorian take place pre-Star Wars? or? Yeah. Yeah. We can't get lost in the timeline okay, of Star right, Wars. Yeah, all right. Best movie stalkers, and I believe this is the one, uh, the last one, excuse me. Yeah. Does Mamania beat out Anne Wilkes in Misery, Kathy Bates breaking some ankles with a sledgehammer, David McCall in Fear, decapitates the family dog, uh, Alex Forrest from Fatal Attraction kills the bunny and fucking boils it on the stove. Ooh. Or uh, Max Katie from Cape Fear and Robert De Niro just does a bunch of gross shit in that movie. Honorable mentions, this was all compiled uh, from my dad's help, actually. Yeah. Hedra Carlson, uh, single white female, Jennifer Jason Lee, Darian Forrester, The Crush, uh, Alicia Silverstone, Rebecca, The Roommate, Leighton Meester, Peyton Flanders, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, Rebecca DeMornay, and then Evelyn Play for Misty. Does Mamania beat out the best stalkers? Not even close. Not even close. I mean, when you start decapitating the family dog, that that's going to put you up on the... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty high on that list. Yeah, I mean, boiling the... Bu- like, literally killing the family rabbit and boiling it and leaving it on, you know, and on the stove for them to find. That's savage. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. I what guess are you talking took, about? He killed two he people. Killed people. Yeah, he was innocent at first, but yeah. Once you start fucking with animals, just like yeah, don't fuck with cats. You yeah. really can't do it. <laughs> yeah, really. And then Annie, uh, the the Kathy Bates character in Misery, she uh, created the uh, hobbling. Yeah, yeah, the, <laughs> the, the sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, That's... basically you take people's ankles out with a sledgehammer oh. and then they can't get away. So. Yeah. Yeah. If you're ever trying to get out of a relationship, yeah, make sure that there's no <laughs> sledgehammers, in the, sledgehammers in the house before you start any <laughs> freaking crazy relationship. And if you see one, run. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I know we've been thinking about this movie a lot. I know we've been putting it into a lot of sort of different contexts. I also know that you know that Disney has a lot of money, and Disney wants to be remaking all their animated films. They want to be expanding their audience. We have taken all of that responsibility off their hands and we're recasting our own Disney live action recast of Perfect Blue. This can be uh, various successes and maybe not so much, but we're trying our best. Dad, why don't you tell me who do you actually think is going to be the director? I don't know if uh, we've discussed that at all. Um, Michael Bay? <laughs> he can't be the director because I have him in another role. <laughs> so... <laughs> No, Michael uh, Bay can't do this one, but you know, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm still waiting for the, you know, the Aronofsky. perfect. Well, not Aronofsky. I'm just waiting for the perfect. I mean, you have shot down my Michael Bay suggestions multiple times. Because I'm not going to explain why I'm saying no. I, no, I understand, Bay. but it, one of these animes, he will be the selected director. I and he was you. close for this one. I would have maybe even laid it up to you, but... Really? You actually... Wow. Well, like I said, I... Because I, I really didn't even want to put... I mean, I wouldn't even consider him for this movie. Well, he's a misogynist, so it helped. <laughs> okay. Who do you think would be a good Mima? I know you have a couple of suggestions here, and I liked uh, I liked actually both of them from what I saw. Yeah, well, I, I looked... I was trying to find some, you know, basically I thought it would be good if we had another, you know, girl group. Mm-hmm. Member 
and uh, I was thinking about Camilla Cabello. Yep. From the uh, girl group uh, Fifth Harmony. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter loves her. <laughs> do they? They don't. No. <laughs> People do not like her. Why? She says things that she shouldn't. Really? Yeah. Uh, but we don't have to talk about that. Who is uh, Claudia Kim? I actually like her even more now for the pick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Add that extra controversy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Bane the fucking directing role and throw Camilla in there. Cause yeah. a whole whole mess. Yeah. And then I had uh, Claudia Kim. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was in Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And uh, also the TV series Marco Polo. And uh, she was Park Shae-won in the TV series Queen of the Game. Beautiful. Which I don't think I've watched any of those, but whatever. Uh, I can't say I have either. But, you know, I want to bring something up. It's just like, you know how a lot of uh, American movies get shit on for whitewashing the uh, the cast? Sure. And there's this... All these animes, you know, I mean, does the Japanese... Do they take shit for, like, basically making all the characters look like... Anglo-Saxon? Yeah, Anglo-Saxons. Uh, Why don't they take any shit for that? I guess I would have to get on sort of... Japanese Twitter. Like, I don't really know, like... <laughs> Japanese Twitter. Yeah. I would have to sort of sort through that. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you the answer. Troy... It is true, though. Troy, because you haven't been able to do sort of the same sort of research, I just want you to pick whatever answer you like most from these ones, and you'll be the deciding sort of casting director. Sure. Don't I, have, act- I have one of my own as well. Oh, do about. you? I do. Do you want to, you want to, you know, share with the audience? Are you, have you gone through yours yet? Uh, you can go first, and then I'll go through mine. Okay. This is way out of left field, uh-huh. but acting experience and uh, she was never a pop star, <laughs> but purely just based off she was an actress at one point, Megan Fox. <laughs> Megan Fox, that would be intense. Bring your Megan Fox into this, yeah. But I mean, you also have to bring back Michael Bay. <laughs> I was just going to say, well, that brings Michael Bay back into the picture, man. <laughs> I hate how this has become a Michael yeah. Bay podcast. That'll be her comeback. Yeah. Me and my dad yeah. saying she needs a comeback. Yeah. This will be it. Yeah. Reinvented. Me and my dad watch Michael Bay. It's never too far away from <laughs> the horizon. As when we expand our sort of horizons. I have done a couple of different uh, options for us. And I feel pretty good about some of them. I feel really good about some of them. One is going to be Zendaya. Zendaya, I think... You know, if you're casting a Mima, you want her to be kind of a good girl. You want that sort of Disney background. Maybe even the next uh, Netflix special, like we'll get to the next one. But you're trying to shed that good girl image and, you know, step into this Mima role where she's trying to do the same thing. So Zendaya, Disney sweetheart, can sing like hell. Uh, has a little bit of a, a, not necessarily a gritty role, but she's using drugs and euphoria. I think she might be a decent role for that. Lana Condor is my second pick. She was in uh, X-Men Apocalypse, uh, Alita Battle Angel, and To All the Boys I've Loved Before. I think she's an up-and-comer. Same sort of thing. She's in a movie for kind of little kids, trying to, well, I don't know what little kids, but, you know, expand horizons. My real pick is Miranda Cosgrove (laughs) from iCarly, Drake and Josh, School of Rock. She's been away from acting for a little bit. She's trying to break back out. This would be a serious Adam Sandler sort of uncut gems moment, just coming back into the fucking fold. You know, all we know her is from iCarly, which takes place about a girl on a blog. Could she do the nude scenes? That's up to her. Uh, I guess that's yeah. <laughs> is the best answer. But Miranda Cosgrove would be a sort of bombshell pick. Yeah. Is, we is Disney's going to turn this into a PG-13? Hell no. No. They're showing, they're showing dick and yeah. balls. Yeah, I, I love that answer. I think Miranda Cosgrove is a great pick. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. Who do you guys think? You unless... know, wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> I'm starting to think maybe we should have like maybe a Miley Cyrus and Britney Spears. No, no. come on. Well, can the you... aesthetic's not there, but yeah, Miley Cyrus has no. Done but that, I'm though. thinking about the SmackDown at the end. Oh, you oh, want yeah. them to fight oh, each other? Yeah, yeah. Britney Spears would be great for this role. This is the male gaze. Britney worst Spears nightmare. is sort of the you know the fading. You know, I mean, I don't know. Is she still Britney Spears is in like shackles from their family? That's the problem. Really? Her family controls our money. Well, I think she probably does have some psychological problems then. I mean, it, she always has, hasn't she? All right, let's, <laughs> let's yeah. leave, leave oh. Brittany alone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of people who might be controlling one another, who do you think a uh, good roomie would be, Dad? I had uh, Rila Fukushima. I think that's her name. And I apologize to any names that I totally mutilate during these podcasts because yeah. there's a lot of Japanese names here in them. We'll say it in the notes of Arata again. Yeah, we'll okay. apologize. Yeah. We'll have to look these up. She was in uh, Game of Thrones as the Red Pri- uh, Priestess. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the Wolverine as Yukio. Cool. I feel like... I well, just... I mean, I'm just looking at her eyes, and it, it looks like there's... Uh-huh. You need the far part eyes. Yeah. It's it's a very specific type of casting. Like, you, when you put out the casting call, it's like, all right, put a put a ruler between your eyes and come in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is why I have two, I think, pretty interesting picks. I don't know if you had anything for this, Troy, but Mm-mm. I had Bjork, who was in Dancer in the Dark and is also an, an Icelandic superstar, pop star. Uh, very sort of unique face. Has those kind of wide-set eyes. I had also Elizabeth Moth, uh, Elizabeth Moss, excuse me, who I think is also maybe roomy adjacent. I don't know if they're if they're there yet. <laughs> in terms of the physical sort of uh, look, but yeah, well, the weird thing about the uh, what's her name, Bjork, <laughs> Bjork, Bjork, yeah, Bjork, Bjorkio. Um, she had that stalker. Remember? Did she? Yeah, there's a whole thing on the internet about this kid that basically tried to kill her. Oh, yeah, so that's super meta. Yeah, <laughs> and it's when you put that up there, that's what I thought you were gonna bring to light, but. No, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I just looked, I just, honestly, I stole it from Letterboxd. Some guy was just like, this became a, a Bjork split hybrid. <laughs> I was just like, no, Bjork. but that, yeah, but that was the thing. And I looked it up and there was actually this like stalker kid mm-hmm. that actually tried to kill her. Holy shit. Yeah. I, I actually just came up with a pretty, uh, I think, solid answer. Sloth from the Ice Age? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm actually thinking the uh, humanoid creature from Splice. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's oh, true. wow. That's a good answer. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I have. I couldn't believe he fucked that thing. Oh, my. I really can't believe he did it, but it was kind of hot. All right, moving on. Uh, Mamania. I want to know, Dad, what your what your pick would be. Yeah, I, uh, I think Marilyn Manson would be a good uh pick for this yeah he's just a scary dude he's got that one freaky eye that he always you know you ever he seen it yeah he, he where it's like a really like narrow pupil and it looks screwed up and uh i think you could pull that off i'll be honest i'm not a big Marilyn manson guy so yeah i don't know anything he, about he doesn't him, have but... to say anything he just has to look like a freak i mean yeah. he only has one bit part at the end I guess so. How old is he now? He's almost like 60 years old. Yeah. He might be not, I don't know. Well, yeah. slap some makeup on him. I, I had a couple of different ones. Troy, if you sort of come up with one on the spot, I would love to hear it. 
Uh, my first one would be a CGI. It'd be uh, a CGI Marty Feldman, who is uh, known for playing Igor, eyes popping out of his head, just solely on the eyes alone. You can't ignore that sort of physical talent. I Then I had Bill Skarsgård, who was uh, uh, Pennywise in It. I think, you know, he would be able to put some prosthetics on, grow out his hair a little bit, really get into character. My real answer, the one that I think would be really good, throw some prosthetics on Robert Pattinson, give him the Quasimodo treatment. I think he's got such a big fucking head. I think he just has the capability, to, the acting chops to put on that nerdy voice too. Because he loves getting weird. You see him in the lighthouse, he's talking in that old sort of uh, northeastern dialect. He's just trying to get weirder with his thing. I think he would be a good, good Nomania. Yeah, I got, I got to second the Bill Skarsgård. That's a great answer. I think a huge part of Mamania's uh, role or his, I guess, appearance rather is his eye. Yeah. You got to go for someone that's got a janky eye, man, and he's got the perfect one. Yeah. Well, he'd have to. I mean, I, I guess this is. And I'm looking at a picture, so yeah. maybe it's on the other side. But what? One has to. Be one of his eyes is best. Yeah. <laughs> he can't be. He can't be having that one out. Dad, you think those are all right? Yeah, I like them all. Okay. Who was your Tatakoro? Or did you uh, not think of anything? You know, I just had a hard time. Because these guys, these, these uh, act, uh, or characters in the in the film were sort of like... Secondary. Just, yeah, yeah. They, they really had no significant parts, but... It's fine, because I did yeah. exactly all the work yeah. that I, I needed to. I knew you were going to come up with some good people, and um. Yeah, well, this is where my first option for us comes into play. Michael Bay making an appearance in a acting role. Totokoro, the grimy agent. You slick his hair back. He's in <laughs> this picture that I have of him is in it a fur exactly coat. Like it. Yeah, he just looks. He looks like he might be able to step in the part, and maybe he's trying to, you know, take the take the edge off his name. He's trying to gain some acting chops, maybe get into the be his own Mima. Who knows? I also have Giovanni Ribisi. I think he's also just like. I don't know. There's just some always something weird about him. You see in Ted, he's just trying to fuck the bear the whole time, and that sort of informed my whole thing. Wanted to kill all the Navi on Avatar. Just a dick. He's yep. just a bad guy. Then I have John Cusack just because I hate John Cusack, and I think John Cusack would suck. But I also want him in that. Actually, movie. I I like that one. Yeah? You think that would yeah. be okay? He just got that really goofy, greasy, Yeah. you know. Wall Street kind of look to him. Not even, just like some guy who's just probably banging your yeah. mom and just like being a real dick about it. And I just got to always question his hair, man. Is that is that real? Hell no, dude. He's wearing more wigs than yeah. probably Broomy, I guess. Yeah. In this but scene. you can't wear a, a, a wig that bad. You could tell the same thing to Nicolas Cage, but he no one is listening. <laughs> That's true. Well, he would never take this role, but what about uh, Matthew McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey would be funny because that's just like in uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. That would be perfect, yeah. He just needs to be an agent, that kind of smooth-talking tan guy. Oh, shit. As uh, Shibuya, the stab screenwriter, I had Elijah Wood. I had Frodo stepping into a new role, trying to embody this young, up-and-coming screenwriter, maybe kind of dipping after winning some awards, writing smut for TV. Uh, Elijah Wood was a kind of a greasy guy in Eternal Sunshine, you know, sniffing panties. I don't actually remember if he did that or not, but <laughs> I imagine he was sniffing panties. I think I think he would be able to step into the Shibuya role. 
I can't believe you just said that Frodo was sniffing panties. <laughs> well, if Elijah want, Wood wants to come on the podcast and clear the air, then I would love to know. But Christian, Eddie's a huge fan of Satoshi Khan. I would think that yes, he would jump on this role. Yeah. Okay. And aesthetic wise, I mean, they're pretty yeah. dead on. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. For my last casting for Murano, the other victim of, uh, I guess it would be either Mima or whoever would ended up killing him. But I had Benedict Cumberbatch. Just because, like all the people who are gazing at Mima throughout the movie, their eyes are all kind of weird. I think Benedict Cumberbatch has that weird look, eye, face, perfect with Murano's, you know, cross eyes. Yeah. I think he can step right into that role. Maybe be a little sleazy, ask uh, Zendaya <laughs> to take her clothes <laughs> off. <laughs> or Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah. Yeah. He'll just bring up something about iCarly, make her uncomfortable. He's, he's a method actor. He's trying to get into it. How does that work for you? That's not that's not a terrible answer. I think that's a good answer. What about uh, he? I think he cemented himself into a comedy role. What about Andy Samberg? Wow, that's good, dude. That's like that's some Sasha Baron Cohen loving bullshit. Like that's what about some Andy Samberg. Bro? Yeah, no, that's a perfect casting. He has his eyes kind of messed up. That'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. Good one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you guys, last call. Yeah. Is there any sort of questions or anything we want to sort of air our grievances about? towards the director or just about the film in general dad why don't you start us off well first off i had a real problem with the rape scene as many people do yeah come on now where's the bouncers at the strip club also the entire club is getting involved yeah all the dudes yeah. are just ready yeah. to do this like it's no one is like, saying a goddamn thing who's coming out and it's just like yeah it's gonna be a gangbang and it's just like <laughs> what is going on here i mean no yeah. i mean the, the manager gets pulled off the stage it's like yeah he's the guy that's gonna stop you know this basically you know yeah he's the scene. lone dude yeah it, it, it's just bad writing yeah. shibuya should be ashamed yeah. of himself <laughs> Troy, do you do you have anything you want to? I don't know what goes on in Japanese strip clubs, but I mean, I hope that's not the case. I really hope that's not yeah, the case. exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of questions there, but all in all, I really did enjoy the movie. Yeah, you so, liked it. Yeah, I guess I really just want to know if Mima killed uh, Murano. That's maybe the biggest mystery is whether she actually did it or it was one of her delusions. Because I don't think Mamania claims that murder for himself, but it seems like for me at least, I like to believe that she did. I don't think she did. Well, you, no. yeah, yeah, I mean... I don't think she did any of that. I mean, no. You think yeah. she's completely no, clean? No, because all the murders were done by Rumi or Mania. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Well... They were the true villains. For sure. The Nemo was just a... Like yeah. She was just a confused pop star. Yeah. Which That's they, another unintentional lesson. If you have a friend who's a pop star, get off their dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants you to do that. Is there any notes or errata, anything we want to correct, uh, either from last episode or, I guess, just clean up our own act? <laughs> Try to sober up at this point before we drive home. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we were clean on the last episode, but... I'm sure we'll have plenty to apologize about next yeah. time. This one, yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about. We're fucked. Yeah. Dad? What do you give the layer cake wine as a rating? This is actually maybe my highest rating. And although we haven't really given ratings higher than a five, I mean, I think we got to expand the rating system here to give a little bit more separation between them or whatever. Yeah. 
you know, a hundred rating, but wow. you know, I'm like, I'm not like a 97 on this one. This was smooth. Wow. Yeah. Does Double D have anything to say about it? Yo, Double D, he's freaking enjoying this stuff big time. <laughs> My father's a drinker <laughs> <laughs> and a feed. Troy, what do you what do you uh, <laughs> rate the wine? All right, so how are we rating this? On what scale? Well, you could say anything. I've said some sort of random stuff. I was gonna, you know, I'll give my rating if you want to be the last sure. one. I had, uh, I had uh, seven split personalities out of eight. I thought it was really good. <laughs> Ooh. Seven I'm, out of eight? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Listen, yeah. I'm not a red wine drinker, but I, uh, I did enjoy this, and I'm on my second glass. So, going off Dad's 100 scale, I'd give this a. Uh, 76. 76. Wow. That's 76. a C, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> All right, never mind. Let's do it. Let's do it at 84. It was really good. I'm just not a big red wine guy. But it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I That's a good it. report card. Yeah. I, could, I, I could enjoy this again. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on Me and My Dad Watch Anime. We will be back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye-bye. See ya. Later. Jesus. <laughs>